bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hi there, and welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater commentary episode. My name is Jordan, and I am the deposed master. <laughs> I'm Carl, and I played Barry Turkleton, the hero via threesome. <laughs> Menage a trois. Yeah. For the win. This is Johnny. I was playing uh, Grey Worm Big Salt. My name is Aaron, and I was playing Hector turned Hectorina. And this is Jeremy playing the tragic, tragic Yuri Vitrenko. And I'm Jeff. I am now the new master. He is. <laughs> Kneel before Zod. Cower in fear before me. <laughs> Barry doesn't have to, though. Nope. He's Neither does Yuri. He's got special. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So I think this is my life with Master was it was a learning experience for us. Yeah. I yeah. 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 I think it was a great game. I think the rules are very interesting. Actually, Aaron and I were talking about things that we would do differently a little bit if the rules were going to be updated. But I do want to point out that this is probably the oldest story game that we've attempted so far. Original copyright for this is 2003, and then the copyright was updated to 2006. So I think Fiasco came out originally around 2006-ish, mm-hmm. uh, 2007 maybe. I would have to pull it off the shop and look. But, you know, so this is at basically one of the earlier games than what we've tried before. And I think because of that, to us in some ways, it felt like a prototype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. It did have a a fiasco like type feel, just with more roles yeah. that generated yeah. the outcomes rather than just pure improv of a scene. But there was some. There's still some flexibility with, and I wonder if just because of the background of Bone Thrower's Theater and what we have done, we kind of took more liberty with some things that wasn't built into the yeah. the yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand nine. 2009. Okay. I feel like that's the best way to do things, though, is to make it your own. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's a it's a, it's a book of ideas, basically, that's, and then yeah. everyone's tabletop gaming group should just tweak it to their liking. Yeah, and that's, yep. that's the, the best gaming experiences that I've had. The Whoever's running the game has said, all right, here's what we're running off of, but I'm going to do something yeah. different. Yeah. House rules. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and those have been really fulfilling sessions. Yeah, so, I mean, I've played with people that played straight from the book, and it's not as much fun. Agreed. Yeah. I think we kept close to the rules with mm-hmm. the no, rules, but, yes. But... Yeah, but but I think for the spirit of the game, I think we kind of stretched it a little bit in certain places. Well, yeah, it's. I think it sounded like we were supposed to go one character has a scene, the next character has a scene, yeah. and there's almost no interaction between between the actual between the, the minions. And that kind of We've robs the... it. We did that we did at, at first, the beginning, and then I thought things were kind of moving kind of slow. Yeah, it was. At the beginning. Yeah. And then, well, so it's we also a new system, it. so it felt slow as we get yes, a handle of. One thing I did like about this system was the way that the layout of the rules of how they you had to do your math for your different uh, things, but it was constantly changing. Yeah, 
Oh well, yeah, yeah. Depending on for what you rolled and, and what it, you were trying to do. It was a bit of a mental effort. It kept you on your toes. We did. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't ever be able to do it if we didn't have the cheat sheet here. But oh yeah, yeah. And, I'm glad. I yeah, I'm glad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so many different equations, and the equations were never the same because you're updating your stats. Yes. After each roll, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, so if I were going to design a character sheet for this, the one that they have is beautiful. <laughs> I like the way that this sheet is designed in a lot of ways, but I think that the filigree around the self-loading yeah. and weariness, that could have gone, and then you could have put yeah. all of the formulae on the character sheet. Oh, yeah, you know, totally. Yeah. And made it uh, a lot more usable. Yeah, you don't need that design. Correct. You don't. Going back to the whole <laughs> idea of the, the single-player scenes versus allowing us to kind of be in the same scene, I think one of the big things with that is especially with this group, we work best when we can put everyone's mind to yeah, a scene. we play off each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if it's just like two people trying to figure the scene out, it's not as easy for us as it is if everyone sitting at the table has the ability to jump in and help out with it and move it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that's the way it is in real life, too. You, you work with two people, you can get things done, but right. if you have a whole group... Contributing yeah, useful I, ideas. Useful ideas, you get a more imaginative build. I think yeah. to just point that out of how that is true with what we just did, the scene in the church was, <laughs> I think, oh the God. best scene yeah. because it was, we had like four or five different ideas trying to happen at the same yep. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just... It made it, was, it, it made it chaos, but it made it fun and good chaos. Right. Yeah. I would describe it as kinetic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, moving along a lot and trying to figure out how things are going to flow and everything like that. But it felt alive. And I think that was the scene that to all of us was like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, to have everybody in this room and trying to figure out how to beat the snot out of a priest. Well, it wasn't just that. (laughs) I was trying to save the priest. Yeah, we had one guy trying to beat the priest. You had another guy trying to save the priest. You had another guy trying to hire somebody else to. Yeah, go ahead and beat the priest, but really beat this other guy that yeah. I really don't like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were you you said you were trying to save the priest, but you were trying to save him by giving him a light beating, yeah, as little beating as possible. So you were still gonna beat him. <laughs> it's gonna be like, just just go with it. Tap. Oh, tap. Oh, cinematic. Oh beating. my yeah. my guts. <laughs> and then I pummeled him into the ground, and then backhanded the other dude. And then tore apart the third man that walked in and was like, me. That's a lesson to learn. Yeah. Don't ever insert yourself into a fight. Yeah. Uh. Just for fun. Hey, what you doing? (laughs) Because every time I succeeded at hurting someone... You got stronger. I got stronger. Self-loathing was like... Yes, you got... Piled so quickly. that's, That's the weird thing about this system. Whenever you succeeded... One aspect of your character got better, but it hurts you in the in the other the exact opposite way yeah. of trying mm-hmm. to get towards a goal. Yeah, yeah. So in that regard, this this game is really well built for campaign play. Yes, yes. like especially yes. short, like yeah. a four or five session campaign. Yeah, yeah. we were discussing that earlier. Mm-hmm. How it, it it lends itself nicely to not a long campaign, but a more drawn out campaign than yeah. a one shot. Part of the thing is you get your love up to a certain point, and that's how you reach the end of the game. Yeah. But every time you succeed in something, you, your self-loathing goes up, which actually makes you stronger at doing physical things, 
but then but, that means you need more love to reach the yeah. end of the game. So it's, yeah. it's like, oh, dang it. It's like a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. You're just never going to catch up. Yeah, mm-hmm. the faster you go, the faster you have yeah. to go yeah. to keep up. True. That's, initially, as we were playing, I was thinking that it would be nice to find a way, like if the if the people who had made the rule set, your uh, self-loathing could, or weariness could decrease as well. But then, as we're getting close to the end, I don't think that would work out. Right. Because... Yeah. Yeah the math wouldn't add up later on. Yeah, no, And so I think that's why you couldn't. It's mostly you have to work harder to make your connections and build those, yeah. the love points with your connections. Yeah. And it's also you got to kind of, I kind of figured this out as we got, we're getting close to the end of the game and I look down at the epilogue constraints and I realize, oh, Yuri's going to, he's going to die. It's almost like you have to pick Oh, I'm going to purposely take a beating here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I will have a better outcome later on. I don't think that's how yeah. we role play as no, a group. No, it, it wasn't. Like, no. Yeah. And especially with the connections. I think the connections were big mm-hmm. and how we build characters is you ask those questions. So you have this this background that you're really invested to. Yeah. And you wanted to stick to whatever your that background it was and stick to your connections because mm-hmm. that that ultimately i think for yuri was his downfall yeah yes is yeah. He, he wanted to overcommitted yeah he want what and you think is a 12 year old kid i yeah. mean he's gonna it's like oh you it's have all a, or nothing you have a you have a crush on this person i'm gonna go after that person with all i got yeah okay romeo and juliet whereas for my character i had a good ending but that's because i never had any physical altercations with anybody yeah yeah. Except the master. Yes. Oh man, the master treated you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Master treated everybody wrong. What are you talking I mean, about? That was no, the point. Yeah. Yeah. Gary that's treated the point. me wrong. So, what did Gary do to you? He told master about my gold. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> well, you went aggressive early, and the master put you down hard. Yes, he did put me down. And hard. I think, looking back at it, I think I put you down too hard. Because then you were you were very hard to work with as a character for the rest of the game, yeah. mm-hmm. and I apologize for yeah. that. Well, my character never even saw his connections. It's true. Yeah, pretty much. I, it, it just yeah, didn't I work know out. It, it, it didn't work out, and I'm not complaining about them. No, just, you were happy about that. I feel. Yeah. Well, at yeah. at the very end, I was happy about that because of the way the the epilogue. You were really glorying and being the, the yeah because the bad I, boy. I was like. You know what? It's a good thing mm-hmm. that I am now the master. For yes. me. Yeah. And for Barry. Well, and speaking of, of my character, the thing is, there there was no real violence or conflict with my character, and at the same time had a lot with, with the connections. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was heavy on the love side and connections and very light on the doing bad things. But, yeah, but also your character was a little bit more open to... You, you were able to make the love work for you, which I think the dice didn't work. In. Well, no, Misha, Yuri got six points of love with Misha. I mean, that was... Yeah, was, yeah but, a, but that you didn't get the love early enough. Right, right. Yeah. Because, you know, you already had the... the your goals were because of his altercations hot. with uh, yeah. Chekhov. If he had won his altercations with Chekhov instead of losing them all, he would have been in a completely yeah, different situation. Yeah, yeah, that was true. He also won a bunch of altercations but not early, against Chekhov. Early on, mm-hmm. but there, there was no... It didn't love connections building. at that at yeah. going on at that time. It was all just the altercations, and then that was that was probably one of my favorite times was the uh, when you were trying to push Yuri in towards the master, and he just like shrugged you off and made you hit your head against the door frame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
But yeah, so there wasn't a whole lot of other than Yuri versus Chekhov. Yeah, we just like, like built this animosity towards each other. Yeah, there wasn't a whole mm-hmm. lot of like true PC versus PC. Yeah, I mean, there were times where it was like, yeah, the PCs don't really agree. Okay, they're just not going to do whatever. But right. like with Yuri and Chekhov, it was a it was getting it was there was back a and forth. a few times. I mean, yeah, it ended up with you tried to kick me. All right, I'll kick you. Yeah, I think the uh, pivotal moment in the game was when Kevin Sorbo came on to <laughs> Barry Turkleton because yeah. well it it was because it, yeah it, that was it, the pivotal it, moment it yeah build up Barry's love point so that it brought about the end game yeah that was the pivotal moment Kevin Sorbo changed, changed the game changed history. You know, it's like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing was, I was like, well, we've got to do something to move the car- the game along. And I think that the way that we wound up treating love was not exactly how the rules intended it. No, right. I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, you know what? This is a one shot. We're going to play fast and loose with this. Well, and people experience love in different ways. That's very true. Yeah. Yes. That's the one other of, thing. One of the things I think we did differently is... Because uh, I was remembering that all these connections were supposed to be unrequited. Yeah. Like, oh, they're yeah. supposed to be, yeah, you kind of admire this person, you have a, an attraction to this person, but it is not returned. Well, yeah. Kevin's love was unrequited in the opposite direction, though. At first. They were friends, first. but that was it. Well, yeah, so, I mean, but, like, where we said, oh, I have this longtime friend. Mm-hmm. And we do favors for each other because we're friends. And it's like, well, I know. Now you do favors. <laughs> <laughs> Where I think the system was designed for, it was, no, you would go after this person and they would be like, no, get away from me. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. And that's. Huh. And you have to work really hard to get the love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we tried that at first, but it wasn't. Well, well, we kind of did that in, in different ways, I think. Yeah. I mean, our first interaction with Context was when uh, I had to go get uh, Jacobson, the the tax collector. Yeah. yeah which you... we actually missed some roles doing that, like looking back. There should have been some uh, uh, connection yeah, roles. Connection yeah. roles. Yeah. yeah, there should have been. Well, I think that was because of the nature that you it was set a up with it. And... It, was, it was more of, oh, we're friends doing favors for each other yeah. rather than. You're trying to get something out of somebody who doesn't like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't like me now. At this point, honestly, I'm glad that we played my life with Master. I don't know if I would run it as an actual campaign. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good. It was a good experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely. fun. Um, but I don't know if it's enough of my cup of tea to mm-hmm. to run again as a GM. I would probably really enjoy being playing in it. Yeah. But. The demands on the GM in this game are really harsh. Yeah, yeah. Especially for a person who, by my nature, I'm, I'm very much a people pleaser, mm. and so having to approach it Kevin. as the utter bastard <laughs> that is the master, it was very hard to continually be as mean as I. Well, had to I think it was here. also a hard balance for you of the timing of when to be that mean. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it the way it's set up, it put a lot of story in your court, and like we were talking about, we as a group work better when we're all throwing in yeah. and trying to figure out yeah. the story together because we feed off each other's ideas yeah. extremely well. It's definitely well. a game that lends itself to someone from a GM standpoint, that someone that really enjoys building a story 
for other right. people well, to I, work, I, I work think, inside of. I think it also works well for the type of GM who has a full story worked out ahead of time. You know, and that's one right. of the things is that I think in the chapter, I, I originally was going to like work out a framework of something to do. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading in the in the rules not to prepare a story, but just to let it organically come. And I that's why it and ends that's, up being slow, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and at the I, beginning until it gets yeah, rolling. So. Right. And well, even after we got it rolling, there were parts of it where I'm like, "What are we doing? I yeah. need to to mm. figure out some way to get this moving on." Honestly, though, you, that is a tough task for a GM. Yeah. But I will say the most gripping moments, like as far as tension, mm-hmm. were whenever we had to go back to the master. Yes. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. All right. What is the next task, and how we're we gonna get chewed out and those were some of the most like tense moments. Like really, I thought Yuri one already was going to act very timid around the master, just being a twelve-year-old kid well, growing all, up in all that, of us that would situ- act timid around him, except for dummy over here, <laughs> Gregor. <laughs> well, I think I'm your coachman. I'm better than the rest. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I was just saying that to to say that even in those moments, even going into those already thinking that's what Yuri was going to do. That's sort of how I felt as a player is like, Ooh, I need to really withdraw from this situation. I need to be like super timid because this is really intense. Mm -hmm. Like as far as being emotionally just berated. Well, I think one of still talking about the master and how the master's used in this game set well, in in this game itself, it's interesting because it's a good use of the GM's character that they control. Yeah. Because it makes all the characters or all the players think twice when their characters are doing things instead of usually when you're playing a game like a Pathfinder or something like that, you you just do whatever, whenever. But with this, we found ourselves constantly being like, oh, I think I'm going to do this and then be like, hold on, I think I'm going to I'm gonna have to pay for that later yeah. if yeah. I yeah. do it. So. It's it's interesting in that sense. It well, kind of makes you think. Yeah, a lot it's like more. the the scene where they were stomping on the face on the ground. You know, Gregor comes up and says, "Is that one of the master's faces?" And, and then everybody everybody's like, everyone's oh. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. "Oh no, oh no!" I that's another pivotal moment in the story yeah. is when the face had a life of its own. Yes. Because Yuri, I'm thinking, Yuri's just going to take that face and the master's never going to be able to use it again. He's just going to hide it, destroy it. It's going to be great. He's going to run off and and then it was started moving. Which I don't think all the faces do that. I don't don't know. know. Because one of the things in character build was that you could wear the master's faces to have normal sight. Yeah. Yeah. The face moving was kind of rule of cool, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was definitely like a really great moment. Yeah, something you thought of and like, oh, well, this will be fun. It's, yeah, this will be fun. Uh, but I think that going back and plugging in the, the, the spackling later on, I think that the more a master used a face, the, the more, more personality alive it had yeah, was. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he had been using that face for four years to... To intimidate. To intimidate. Yeah. And manipulate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly... I, it was a difficult character to play, but he was a lot of fun in his own way. Mm. And I thought that there, like the idea of stealing faces, like when we started, we didn't know what that meant. We had no yeah. real clue. Yeah, no. But I think it came off with some really great 
horror moments. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. really scary imagery. Which, like, you know... Slithery face. Yeah. We yeah, do, which we do have to credit those horror moments to you, Jordan. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because you came up with, I think, all of them. Uh, I want to credit Jeff for another good horror oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beatdown <laughs> of... Yeah. And the killing of what's his face during the entire but that was that the was horror revealed. By the game. Yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. But that that was, it was triggered by the game. But the, yeah. Jeff's description the, of yeah, what happened, that, that the was sequence great. of events as Jeff laid it out, was pretty intense. Thank you. Yeah, I really perked up at that. I was just <laughs> like, <laughs> being a person who's into horror movies and watches them all the time, yeah. it was very satisfying for me. <laughs> I'm glad. So as a as a foil for the master, what did you guys think of the fi- of the spy masters? They were cool. I, I mean, I don't. Think, I don't think they were. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't think they played as big of a role as I thought they were going to. Mm-hmm. And exactly. if we were going longer, I could see them developing a lot more. Yeah. Like I like the idea of them. It's just I don't think they came to full fruition. I That's think, what I, I was going to say, is that I didn't think there was enough of them. Well, I think that the, the big part of it is that they're pushing the master on. So, like, right, everything yeah. that the master was doing was trying to, to impress them. Impress yeah. them. Yeah. So, for a lot of the game, they're, they're this looming cloud. And then I should have gone into more detail with the dinner because that was a scene that got established in my mind at the very beginning of when we started the game. It's like, there's, this is going to be a great climax where they brings in and he shows the face-switching abilities. Someone wouldn't was a punk and wouldn't wear his dress. And so <laughs> well, you're a little kid. I looked better in it anyway. Yeah, you did. That's true. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Especially once you had that lady's face. Yeah. That always makes a difference. Well, again, if it had happened a little bit earlier on yeah. or some of the events, honestly, it was when the slithery face came to life. That whole scene changed what Yuri was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> because not only did he have, think he had an opportunity to get rid of the face that was trapping him there, the one person he really wanted to make a connection with was now being threatened <laughs> to be killed. Yeah. So eh, it kind of, he, he, he got, really did, he didn't have a choice yeah. At, yeah. At, yeah. That, at that one. He had to act. He had to do something. So what, what happened to the uh, orphan girl? She was back at the. She was back at the. She's at the castle. The castle, mm-hmm. but she, I know. So the thing was in my mind. Um, was she the child that was served for dinner? Ooh, maybe. Delicious. <laughs> she was going to get used at that dinner one way or another. We'll just leave it like that, and we'll let the we'll let the audience make up their own mind about what that means. I will say that there are some good horror movements. There moments. There were some good, just brutal. Like beat down moments, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And then there were some just things that were just like, oh, that is just disgusting. That's not it's not like true horror, it's just yeah. gross yeah, like, and grotesque. Like don't well, rub your face in sludge. Yeah, yeah. The rub your face in, in yeah, sewage. That was, just, it was just like, oh <laughs> Well, and that was that was part of the thing that was hard about the master is how do you come up with punishments? That are really gut wrenching and hit the person right where they are. I like the taking the face off and running through town. I'm mm-hmm. a fool. That was great. Yeah. Uh, I even though it was very it was very much resisted. I, I do like the making Yuri wear the dress. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Good. yeah. That that was a good punishment for 
Well, I mean, the, the, the whole thing was that the dress was so that to, for the, the change, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to fight against the dress. It's like, well, fine. Then you're going to have to wear it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a good... You don't like it? Now it's your punishment. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you're going to eat this meal for the next week, <laughs> yeah. and then you're just going to be done with it. Oh, you don't like broccoli? That's all we're going to have. Oh, sounds like that's happened to you in real life, Jeff. <laughs> no, that was cabbage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cabbage? Ugh. Oh, yeah, it was. Cabbage. It was the worst. Is it just Ooh, like steamed or stewed? Yeah. It, it was this, this thing called Super Soup Diet. Uh, oh, no. I, and that doesn't sound good. I did it for about a month. You know what that sounds like? That you wouldn't ever have a solid BM. That's true. That's what that sounds like. That's that's terrible. That's the idea. That's more or less it. It's like cabbage and carrot and onion soup. Terrible. Listeners, don't do it. Needless to say, I eat a lot of onions because I don't like cabbage. (laughs) I had sautéed onions Mm. with garlic. Cabbage is tasty. In the right situation. I like it stewed. I do like getting back to the game. To the game. Non-cabbage related. Non-cabbage related. I, I do, one aspect I do like is the more than human and less the human, than yes. human aspect of the characters. That was very good to throw in there. Yeah. I think everybody did a great job of picking things that were interesting and could be played out well that really defined I don't think that mine was character. very easy to, to use. The, uh, mm-hmm. the his more than human ability, which was uh, can soothe victims except by candlelight. Well, you, you I think it was more I kept of a trying to do it, yeah. but the, the rule set doesn't allow for that. Yeah, right. It's kind of weird. But the problem is when you're picking things like that, you don't know what the story's going to turn yeah. out to yeah. be, yeah. so yeah. it might not be applicable once you get into it. Yeah. It's just. And it's the way it is. it's hard, especially if you try and use that against another player, that because then you can say that you're using villainy against them. You know, it, yeah, it, it gets that that line gets really fuzzy. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, my less than human trait became one of my greatest assets. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it it broke my mind, which triggered the whole horror, horror revealed movie. situation. Yeah, that scene in the. The church, blessed are the peacemakers. Oh, I like the timing of that too, because right after the blessed are the peacemakers, at that line, that's where the most violence happened. Yeah. <laughs> right after that line yeah. was said, I, I, I'm ashamed to admit I couldn't remember the beatitudes off the top of my head, so I had to grab a Bible. As soon as I figured out there was going to be violence against the the minister, I'm like, oh well, l- let me grab my Bible, open it to the beatitudes, and then we can. Could've, we can use that as an effective little. Could have gone another way, like the you know the priest pulls you know the gun out of his robe and starts. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like uh, how like a ninja the priest was at the beginning of the fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no one can yeah. touch him. Yeah, can't grab this dude. <laughs> can't touch this. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Did we get oh, transported no. to uh, <laughs> Tibet? Are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shaolin monk here. Yeah. I like that, touch it, part of that it was like a regular thing too, because of his defaming of the master. Yeah, the master was like, yeah. I know he's doing it. Just go beat him. Just go beat him up. Just go beat him. He deserves it. Go. It's time. We're here priest. for your scheduled meetings. You would think he would like clear out of town after a while, you know, would, but or. Uh, you know, Maybe just not. stop. Yeah. that That's another thing that was <laughs> nah, stop. Ins- 
Yeah, go ahead. The more your self-loathing increased, the harder it was to make those overtures the, for mm -hmm. those connect for your connections. Mm -hmm. And they got some scenarios that played out that were, I think, a little bit hard to believe that the this person would be actually resisting this yeah at that moment yeah, yeah like <laughs> like misha, misha. <laughs> i'm trying, trying to save you yeah. no. no thank you <laughs> that's what i was saying when we were doing it this is the most difficult person in distress to save <laughs> yes. it's ridiculous like she can't save herself you got this big dude check off standing right there saying that he's going to kidnap you and drag you back to the palace no, i am not a damsel in, in distress thank you very much it just reminds me of the um dumb and dumber when he's trying to give the guy CPR even though he doesn't yeah. need it. He's yeah. like, he's resisting me! He's resisting me! It was just like that. Yes. <laughs> it's that scene. It was you and Misha, basically. And then I looked at the rules and I was like, wait, my self-loathing is so high. That means I can succeed if I just am violent towards her. Okay, I'm going to throw a rock. <laughs> you did this! You did this! I tried nicely. We're just going to solve this by violence because that's the way to do it. The weird thing, though, was... That because of the way the the rule set is that once your self loathing capped. capped, I couldn't get any more without getting love. love. So I was surpassed in strength by a little kid because he had more love. Because he had more love. But, but that's the you point know what? of the game. But that's, he's dead yeah. in the end, so whatever. Yeah, he climbed into. And you are master. <laughs> I am. Yeah, master. yeah. You came out on top. I mean, I but the point. I came so numerous times. <laughs> And yet again, even in a one shot, children were killed. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a theme? It's, it, yeah, it's yeah, a theme. Yeah. It's almost every game we play, children die. Yeah. It's not my fault. This no, it time, is. It, it really it's like is. it's like real life. <laughs> it happens. You keep on giving me children to hurt. I mean it's not my fault. You didn't have to kill Toad. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Even not that, you made one of the big bad a little kid. Oh, yeah. So yeah. He, he, he had to go. Yes. Nain Rouge. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was Elizabethan times. What did you expect? Well, in Terror Proximus, you were like, your baby died. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, yeah. Finn's like, don't forget the Jaguar babies that you killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, because the first group of jaguars that you just totally owned was a group of... A kids, yeah, but not kids. just that. When we went back to the village and the village was burned, Yeah, and there was the charred remains of the jaguar babies. Yeah. One of them was Burntail's kid. Yeah. Yep. Aww. <laughs> that, that was dark. So, yeah. It's so good. It was, it was good. <laughs> it was good. That, that probably, thinking back to Terra Proximus, is one of my favorite scenes. Terra Proximus, when we went to the burned village. Yeah. All right. Well, we are talking about other campaigns, which means we've officially run out of things to say about my life with Master. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we will be back with our, some regularly scheduled programs. I never really thought that we would reach 200 episodes. Yeah. 200 plus. 200, 200 plus, plus with this. <laughs> yes. It's Isn't been, that crazy? It's been great. Lots of many, many different hmm. stories. We mm -hmm. haven't checked them out. They're all at bonethrowstheater.com. Also, our YouTube channel. Yeah. Thank yes. you so much for listening, and uh, stay tuned, hopefully, for a lot, lot more. Yes. 600. We'll have that next year. 1,000. It's over 9,000. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Bone Growers Theater. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.